Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch night, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too, because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there isn't going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away, unless you don't care about them that much. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters oh, 2022. Uh, yeah. Late <laughs> spring yeah. edition. Yeah. I think the slog, last slog piece we had was on winter time something. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Releasing has been really late and behind the ball, you know. We're still kind of falling the seasons. It's all right. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was still kind of cold-ish here and there when I released that. But we have, what, an 80-some degree day today? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, 90. Was 95. it 90? Did it get yeah. to 90? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was hot as fuck. Fuck. Yeah, we're, we're, we, I think we, as Monty Python shows, we just skip spring and run to summer. So. God damn it. Yeah. Man, we got a fucking awesome episode oh, today. Oh, man. We're going we're gonna to fucking go crazy about this shit. However, we should go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves, of course. My name is The Groots. F you Hunter. And uh, our get get what oh, guess wait, no? No. I guess we should introduce <laughs> Actually <laughs> Ah, we, see that's a little little trick there. I get yes, guess. We're, we're we're throwing a monkey wrench in this shit. We don't <laughs> have a guest today. Oh. <laughs> we have a very special announcement. Well, who's that voice I hear? We have a new co-host. What? Who is it? I don't fucking know. Who am I? I don't know. Introduce <laughs> yourself, bitch. Okay, if you don't know, this is making this really complicated because yeah, you should no, have that would, your name That down. would make it really rough if I took notes on literally everything except <laughs> yeah. for my name. I'm, I'm Murphy Lawless. <laughs> you, Murphy. <laughs> Hello. Has been gifted the honor. Yeah. Or the uh, dishonor. Depending on I'm fucking what we're doing. They'll say that when they get the schlock abuses, that will be the dishonor, right? Truth. I don't think you guys understand what a sub I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, man. starting there, you brought this on yourselves. I was now invited. <laughs> well, it's worse uh, than vampires. <laughs> we have had Murph on this podcast many times, mm-hmm. and you have always fucking delivered. Thank you. And 
it was the easiest fucking decision of all time when we were thinking who could help us out with our hosting duties as we are getting older and we have complicated lives and scheduling had been had been a problem and we have not been releasing as often as we would like so a new host that's gonna help into yep. the mix i'm gonna do my best the idea and you no were, pressure you were yeah, the no only pressure. the only choice <laughs> the only choice how long was the list of applicants well, we could have days and days of going. We could have come yeah. up with a whole lot, but like honestly, uh, we, we don't have that much left in our lives. We're too old. So, uh, motherfucker, you are not like you're not like bequeathing the podcast to me and then dropping dead. What the fuck is this shit? It's yours now, bye. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, up, I gotta update my will. I've I've left you a library of schlock abuse. Fuck you. You'll never get us back. Anyway, that's the fucking announcement. We have a new host. <laughs> fuck yes. Bam. Hi y'all. And for the movie we did today, this is a also kind of a weird departure for the podcast because this is probably the best movie we've ever fucking done. Uh, what, there's been movies we've watched that are not good bad they're just off genre this is definitely top tier off genre <laughs> um well it, when, when I, you say I, off genre you really mean all genre yeah yeah for real but this is a good film would you I'm say that you it can't happens to be like everything yeah everything okay. yeah yeah you just can't fit it into one specific thing correct or yeah. one specific place yeah <gasps> or time oh, oh. my god so I mean, what would you, how would you quantify a film that fits those specific criteria? I don't know, but all I can say is like I'm not. I don't want to predict a year from now, but next year this motherfucker might win Academy Awards. If it doesn't, I'm fist fighting someone for Michelle. Holy Yo. shit! Don't do that. If there's we, movies you watch and then you are really upset when like people just ignore it. If we I, covered a show, if we covered a movie that won Academy Awards, we might just have to retire the podcast. <laughs> is, that, is that it? You hear us, Academy. We've we've gotten off our brand too far. No, this uh, is a fucking awesome movie. Wouldn't it just be the beautiful side of the beautiful disasters dichotomy? It, it wasn't meant to be a dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you also said that you, you focus on like cult cinema and genre films, and this is something that is... Uh, so bizarrely niche that it doesn't fit into any one spot. This is why I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is everything. Yeah. But now, yes. I usually hate saying this next statement, but do yourself a favor, and if you can't, try to see the movie before you listen to this, this podcast. Yeah, Because, actually. spoilers, 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 and the spoilers are kind of one of those things where most of the time I'm like, you fucking see the title. You don't, you know, going into this, but I just strongly, this is one of those movies. It's an experience. It is. So try is. to see it before you listen to this episode. I pause this. Agree. 100%. Go randomly just watch a movie and then come back and hit play. Yeah, no, we would not be hurt. In fact, we encourage this. Um, go see it in the theater on top of that because the the scale of this film and being engulfed by it is delightful. And I think it's high time that we said, what the fuck we are talking about? Say it. Everything. Everywhere. Oh, is this my part? All at once? Yes, everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. I thought that was going to be a lot cooler, but this was very anticlimactic because I thought we were slowly working to that, but no. Was I supposed fine. to do like a radio voice? Oh, it was. All uh, right. Here no, we dude, go. I'll make it sound sexy in the edit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Oh, make it sound yeah. sexy in the edit. That's everywhere. right. Everywhere. 
No, this this film oh. uh, also again we're doing a film that is still in the theater. Yeah, we've only done that a couple times. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're still on this. It's at the tail end of their theatrical run. I'm sure you could still find it somewhere, but yeah, everything, everywhere, Some we, all at I, once. I would say there was probably a couple that we've covered that might have been a theater if theaters were opened <laughs> that oh, were true. on VOD because the uh, time period when um, theaters were shut down. So, Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, I mean, I did see, like, when we talked about Psycho Gorman, I did see that in the theater. Yes, um, and it was your recommendation. Yep. That then <laughs> kind of domino affected where spawned the two of us saw it. So <laughs> I think we should do an episode on. And again, Psycho <laughs> Gorman's a, another perfect example of mm-hmm. it's just that I wouldn't call that a good bad movie. That's a badass that, movie. That movie knows what the like fuck Like the it movie is we're covering tonight. Oh yeah, right. and an entirely different format. And like you know, I think it's really. I think it's really fucking cool to be able to do is be like, yeah, this film came out in 2022 and we're covering it now. We're so hip and up the moment. Yeah. All right. So now I could say from the start when the trailer, this came out Mm -hmm. before it even came out theaters. I specifically sent this to groups and said, this needs to be on your list because there are certain movies and I'll see the trailer go, this is a Groots movie. Yep. And this is a Groots movie. Yeah, you were, that you were absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, everything about the trailer, uh, I wanted to see. And it did not disappoint in the actual, you know, viewing of the movie. This Which is, is a big statement. And it also isn't like all the good parts of the film are in the trailer. Which happens sometimes, unfortunately. Barely. Yeah. Barely. barely the trailer is like, surface. hey, start starring these people, some crazy shit. We're not going to tell you shit. You got to go see this. Yep. Because there's some trailers you're like, okay, so we already know pretty much this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. No, this movie's like, some crazy shit, go see it. Bye. Here's a taste. The, there's an art to making a trailer. They did a really good job in, in mm-hmm. this movie because they didn't reveal too much. But I also want to say that this movie is two hours and 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It is dense as fuck. Yeah. There's I'm still lot. peeling back layers while I'm like reflecting on it. And yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So we uh, do. Although I will say that I think so. I do want to make like a quick mention of the directors. Like I think that they had an advantage in like putting together this trailer because a lot of where they started was music videos. Yeah, I, the oh, only yeah. feature they had really that came out before this is you remember that movie with uh, uh was it Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, Harry Swiss Potter, where he's dead and farting, and it's got uh, the the dude from uh. Paul Dano? Yeah, Paul Dano. No, but now I'm going to watch it. The that's Riddler? the first movie. Yeah. You haven't seen Swiss Army Man? I haven't seen Swiss Army Man, oh, but I have cor- seen DJ Snake's music video for Turn Down for What? That is what they did. <laughs> <laughs> no, check out Swiss Army Man because like the corpse's boner can tell direction like a compass. Yeah, so it's, uh, check it's, it out. It's, this yeah. is a podcast, so no one can see my slow blink head turn sip of beer moment that Groot's just got, but... Picture it in your yeah, head. Are you me. shocked in, in which we're about to talk about a movie that in which um, no. butt plugs enhance your fighting ability? So, <laughs> well, they allow you to to move between universes yeah. more and, so that you know, like you never know what the fuck's going to happen. And hot dog fingers uh, enhance sexual experience. Oh man, here we go. Hot dog, just, okay, so they just happen to have hot dog no, fingers, no. but I'm fully willing to bet that hot dog fingers aren't a bad thing in a lesbian relationship. We're 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 gonna get into <laughs> all of this. Oh, so man. all right, so we're we're gonna try to run through this plot pretty quickly <laughs> we already said spoilers but we're gonna run through it so uh first off yes this is a duo 
Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert mm-hmm. that uh, directed the Daniels. this. The Dans. No, they actually and are referred to as the Daniels. The Daniels? Okay, yeah, the Daniels. Go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is this is a great outing after Swiss Army Man. <laughs> like they don't have a big... Uh, Even this is their debut. Catalog. I mean, like... That's yeah, just I know. It's fucking awesome. Jump right into that shit. Yeah. So yeah. this is a... Well, it's almost been constructed for a while. Entirely Asian cast. Yes. Yeah. And I love it so much for that. Not because it it needed to be, but because it no, is... No, I think it needed to be for all the layers of this film. It's fucking perfect. Like, it's... Some films can be a little bit sappy. This was perfect in every fucking way. And Michelle Yeoh, I will... I've had a crush on her since... Tomorrow Never Dies, yeah. I don't know. Super cop. <laughs> Tomorrow mean, Never Dies. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. I'm just going to say, besides babe. having pretty much an all-Asian cast, also very rare to have a movie come out starring two older females mm-hmm. as the main stars. Oh, yeah. Well, not that only, just doesn't happen these days. Well, not only that, this is Michelle Yeoh's first top-billed film. Like out of her whole Which career, is crazy. yeah, it is what? crazy to fucking think about. But this is the That's first true. film she's been in where she has had absolute top building, and she was fucking incredible in it. And it's something on top of that that included a lot of elements that are outside of her wheelhouse. Because like I was listening to some um, interviews with her and her talking about how like she's like, oh yeah, normally like I show up, I look badass, I look you know like ice cold, but you know glo- glamorous. And in this, I'm just ordinary and comical and surprised by the things that i can do and she was just talking about how like she was rolling on the ground laughing so even though there's literally one of the the you know one of the dimensions there's a play on her being this famous actress you know (laughs) i think there actually were showing crazy rich asians in um that theater in the film which she was in oh really yeah if i remember correctly but uh i mean also and just to say it she about 60 years old she's 59 and don't look like it. No, no. Holy fuck. And then, of course, we get... I don't give a fuck if she does look like it. I'm still in. I'm in, baby. I don't even know this motherfucker's name as oh. much as a fan of it. Holy shit. Are you talking about are the you, biggest surprise in the casting? Kehu Kwan? Kehoi Kwan? Kehu Kwan? Yeah. Hmm. Motherfucking short, short round, round data. <laughs> Which oh, is weird because he's, he's, he's growing up. Except that voice... Is oh, still well, it comes through yeah but it's how it's part of how he holds his throat because he uses it to his advantage in the film when we switch between the universes he drops the pitches of his voice and shifts how he's presenting himself like he does that meek voice on purpose and one of the things that i learned when i was looking stuff up is that he literally got inspired to return to acting because of crazy rich Asians because he was doing like stunt That's coordinator work and stuff like that on some other films and was kind of doing some background stuff, doing his own thing and literally got a talent agent two weeks before he got the call to audition for this movie. No shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And was just, in my opinion, perfect. Uh, like... He's made it now where I might actually have to invest in a fanny pack in case I you know, run into any Dude, kind of thugs. Dude, fanny packs are great. Uh, you know it. I've never seen a fanny pack used as much as a weapon as this movie with him, and I was fucking badass. Fanny packs are awesome, and you will feel like such a stud when other, like, okay, so I'm obviously not a dad as a femme-bodied, non-binary humanoid, uh, but when other dudes are out and they're like, hey, like your fanny pack, and you're like, like yours, bro, it feels really fucking great. <laughs> Oh, and we have um, Stephanie Hsu. Stephanie Hsu, yeah. 
who I, uh, and playing the daughter. Yep. Joy Wang. And Joe Butapaki. Didn't know her from really anything, but very good in this movie. And then we have two uh, fantastic, well, we have a few more. We have James Hong, who mm-hmm. is a goddamn oh, fucking on. legend. My God. Who Lopin. was so great in this yeah. and got better and better as the movie went along. Uh, we have, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. who is a champion for this fucking film, by the way. Like, oh my god, I'm pretty sure that if it does, if, like, if Michelle Yeoh doesn't win something, if I don't fist fight someone, Jamie Lee Curtis might. Indeed. <laughs> and then we had a uh, small role w- uh, with uh, Jenny Slate. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, as, random as shit. As Dog mom. Yeah. yeah, which was a funny role. But all right, so let's. Let's get into this movie. We're going to have a breakdown pretty much of like we usually do. This one's a little harder. That's why I, I like, yeah. we'll give you kind of the kind of the beats of the movie, but there are so many fucking well, there's, layers. There's three acts to the movie. Um, like there, it, it does summarize it in three parts. Like it breaks itself down yeah. into everything, part one, everywhere, part two, and all at once, part three. Right. And, you know, it's definitely like, some of those stages of like introducing the trauma, introducing like the problems and introducing the solution and the aftermath is ultimately like the overall progression of what we look at, but in so many more fragmented and complicated ways than that, because it is probably holy shit. <laughs> my favorite weird use of the three act structure. I've yeah. Ever seen. Yeah. Which I mean, usually the only director I know that just kind of, We'll go for it that much is usually Tarantino. Tarantino mm-hmm. is like, I love breaking them down into parts. Well, not a lot of people do I'm that. I'm pretty sure that's a hallmark of of Asian cinema. So that makes sense as to why yeah. Tarantino has such a fucking boner. Well, Asian but, and Westerns, like yeah. yeah. But so all right. So I, I but made, I mean, what is a Western but an adapted samurai? There film? you go. Okay, but anyways, uh, we can talk the difference between Westerns and samurai films on a different episode. So the way I figure we'll do this, just to get get through it relatively mm-hmm. quickly, is um, I'm going to go through this as kind of like bullet points. Okay. And I want you guys to just roll in <laughs> with whatever you need to talk about. So okay. you're going to guide us, and then we'll bring up hot dog fingers and yeah, other exactly. random shit as we go along. All Can right. I share one of my favorite descriptions of this film that I found? Sure. A swirl of genre anarchy. Because holy fuck is that apt. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I've told people... It's it's the closest to a live action Rick and Morty you're gonna get. Some of the zany shit, especially oh, yeah. the uh, interdimensional um, specials. Yeah, there's so many beats that follow they those episodes in this movie. Uh, had this film written prior to the interdimensional, the interdimensional stuff with like Rick and Morty and all that stuff, because I think that they've been developing this film since like 2016. Yeah. Or something. It may have been before that, but I want to say 2016 is like the solid number that I saw. Um, so. All right. So we open up in the apartment above a laundromat. Mm-hmm. We've got a mom, a dad, and a teenage, early twenties, early twenties, yeah. maybe late teens, early twenties, uh, angry, disaffected youth. Mother daughter yeah. drama is hardcore. Yeah. Uh, you know the introduction of the uh, of the husband. Uh, well, you already get an idea with the Waymond. their apartment is just. I mean, like it's yeah. above the laundromat, but it's also storage for the laundromat. So right, not yeah. the 
best living conditions. Yeah. Right. You've I think got- we're looking at an apartment that mimics what's going on. And uh, Michelle Yeoh's character's name is Evelyn Kwan Wang. Yes. Um, so I think that we're actually looking at an apartment that kind of mimics the way that her brain feels at that moment where it's very cluttered. Like everything feels kind of muffled. Everything is on top of each other. Um, like there's no room for communication because you have no time for communication. This yeah. literally could be a two hour, two and a half hour podcast of all the details <laughs> oh, that sorry. I noticed. <laughs> The little, little things and, you know, but yeah. we got to run through this shit. Okay. All right. So mother daughter drama. We got a meek husband introduced. Uh, there's uh, Evelyn's father. Gong Gong. Gong Gong. Yep. James Hong's character is w- staying with them, mm-hmm. living with them. Who knows? He's just come to visit, I believe. And uh, I mean, he's old, you know, who knows? But she's still trying to please him. Like he's oh, like oh, I just disappointed her well, constantly. I mean, daddy issues. That, that's yeah. just a thing. That's well. That's also like that is part of this film is that the the legacy instilled in Asian culture and Asian Americans specifically, like of a lot of the stuff that I was reading, talks about like that strive for perfection, like the that focus on perfection. Oh yeah. And if you don't have perfection, you have nothing. And I think and this film really butts up against that and I love it. It's hard and there's yeah. a lot of intolerance and racism and it happens. Yeah. Well but, more than that. We'll get into that. I'll let you describe the we show. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's then I'll hard be like, well actually can we throw this in there too? Yeah, like But that's what watching this film is. Like yeah. literally it's so all the of basic this information. Setup, a lot of family drama. Yeah. She's not happy. Yep. Meek husband uh, is sad. Wanting a divorce. Wants a divorce. Daughter's mad. Father doesn't approve. They've got this laundromat that apparently they're getting audited by the taxes. Like yeah. you got a table full of receipts. Like Which is not good. Every, everything's chaos. And on top of yeah. all of it, they're trying to plan like some fucking party. Yeah. You know, I guess for the dad, right? Uh, no, it's their it's their annual. I want to say it's their New Year's party. Oh yeah, it's, the, it's, a, that's, yeah, it's that's the Chinese New yeah, Year's yeah. party. New Year's party, and, and they're inviting all their customers, and it's a big deal. Yeah, and the daughter wants to bring her girlfriend, her you know, to introduce to her family yes. and yes. to Gong Gong, and just wants her mother to accept that this is her girlfriend, not her friend. Yes, so and of course the mother can't uh, can't admit to the father. It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's a whole divide. Yep. So. Audited by the IRS. That's where we come into Jamie Lee Curtis's character, mm-hmm. who is Deirdre. <laughs> well, Beardra. <laughs> Deirdre is the saltiest, angriest IRS agent. <laughs> oh if you were God. to close your eyes, Jamie Lee Curtis did the perfect, like, just the, if you were to think, like, just yeah. shitty IRS Sunk into her turtleneck, wearing an yeah. arm brace, tired of the shit because she's seen everything you have and more. Just burnt the fuck out. Like, yeah. you know, I want every receipt. You don't have it. I know mm. you don't have it. You're, we're yeah. going to audit the shit out of you. Mad at yeah. life and willing to take it out on the poor assholes sitting on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. Does she receive any kind of a trophy or an award? I would, in fact, say that she has two <laughs> awards sitting behind her in, in these um very familiar looking shapes, as a matter of fact. Mm. Um they are their butt plug awards. Um, <laughs> they, are. they are not explicitly stated, but if you've ever seen or joked about something that could go in a butt, this is that shape. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's a butt plug on a like, yeah, the, on a plaque. Got, on a plaque, yeah. Here you go. Here's your award. 
I I do recall that was the first time that I chuckled out loud yep. to myself. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. of course they would do that. That would be the inside joke. Why are they showing it to the outside world? All right. So they're in. They have a trip to the IRS. They're sitting in front. And uh, actually, right before that. In the elevator, yeah. She has a little elevator experience where uh, the husband, uh, who is meek and pushing mm-hmm. Wayman. grandpa in a wheelchair, comes comes into uh, you know a, a different state of being where he's now directing her just like blocks Mor- the camera in the elevator yeah, and like giving her instructions right. he's giving her basically like morpheus and matrix shit yeah. like tells her that he's this from is the what you have to do blah 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 yeah. giving her some uh, some exposition and she's like what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about i do not have time for this shit <laughs> but he just he grabs what his character like doesn't know it's divorce papers writes instructions for her to follow on the back quickly and then reverts to that reality's her husband and again. gives her the two. They're basically like earbuds. Um, like, yeah, like the the phone headsets that she that yeah. she can hit Bluetooth headsets. Yeah, Bluetooth. Thank you. That's the word. Magic. Yeah, Bluetooth headsets. <laughs> so they end up at the you know at the desk of Jamie Lee Curtis, Deirdre, mm-hmm. Deirdre, and she's just like, "The fuck is this? Like you're yeah. claiming like karaoke machines mm-hmm. and shit, like." They're yeah. going to lose their audit. It becomes very clear. And yeah, things are going very bad. She is wielding all of her power as an IRS agent. Like, <laughs> with, yeah, she's salty yeah. as shit. Like, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And in the middle of this whole situation, she starts having experiences where she's seeing different realities. What, uh, what Michelle like, Rio, Rio yeah. does. Yeah. It always seems yeah. like she wants to get out of the situation. And then yeah. she turns over the paper and there's instructions. And she's like, the first one is, take your shoes and put them on the opposite feet. And she's right. like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then I think the next one is, is think about the closet that's down the hall, mm-hmm. down the way. Right. Think about being in there. Right. And then, is it hit the button on Yeah, the, and then hit your buttons. Yeah. Right. And then, boom, she's in the closet, but yep. not in the closet. And that's where we start to get realize yeah. the beats of this movie. <laughs> yes. So the interdimensional shifting, get ready for it. Yeah. If, oh. if you if you if you like slow movies that take their time, this is not for you. This nope. is not for you. This is gonna this is gonna yo yo you back and forth through realities like faster than you can think. This film starts like the roller coaster of the Hulk, where you start going up like a regular roller coaster. One thing happens, you hear a sound, and then it takes the fuck off and does go. not slow down. So they have a less than stellar um, IRS audit uh, meeting, and they basically are 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 told that they have until close of business that day <laughs> to get their shit together otherwise they're gonna get fucking they're gonna get repossessed they're yep. gonna get reamed basically yeah. and um as they head they're they're heading out they get over the the to the fucking uh the elevator, elevators yeah and it looks like she's having more experiences and whatnot and then suddenly Deirdre walks up, Jamie Lee Curtis walks up, and she feels like threatened after her experiences and punches her in the face. Yeah. Well, because in the other the other reality, like mm-hmm. she's fucking, She is being threatened she, by she Deirdre. She kills yeah. like people in yeah. that reality. So she's still like, oh, she's fucked up and just punches her. And that brings the security. And holy shit, that's when her husband 
jumps into that body oh my God. with his fanny pack and just starts beating the shit out of, what, yep. five or six security guards? So this is probably one of my favorite things I've seen since the original Matrix or, like, the <laughs> yep. first John Wick movie. Yeah. Because he legit has a fight with four security guards with a, fanny, a fanny pack. pack. Yeah. And it's... It's wire work kung fu. It is. It is. He he fucking eats a, a, a chapstick and becomes Jackie Chan. He it does is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I forgot about the chapstick. Yeah. Is this is this before or after the paper cuts? No, nah, that's later. That's later. Oh, sorry, I made myself think about it. There's because you have to do crazy things in order to trigger like that gateway to the the other universe to right, open, yeah. which is what the switching of the shoes were. Things that you know don't make any sense, but open up a pathway nonetheless. And there are specific things that's that will right. take you down yeah, different he, paths. He eats the chapstick, and that's yep. what brings it. I forgot yep. about that. That's an element. Is that yeah? You have to do something yep. fucking out of ordinary, mm-hmm. bonkers kind of, and some stuff. Yeah, a little more insane than other stuff. Like put your shoes on the wrong feet. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not long after that that like basically we get some exposition. Uh, you know, after this particular fight sequence, mm-hmm. where like I guess r- in real life, uh, Out the Alphaverse, the in, the entire the entire building is being evacuated by security. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gets it goes from like it's, a couple of security guards fighting to like evacuate the building, alarms going off, yep. shit happening yeah, everywhere. Yeah, they're calling the fucking like. The SWAT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but she gets the, uh, she's getting the exposition from, um, from Waymond. From Alphaverse Waymond. Yeah. Right. Who is telling her this and this and this, like, you know, you've got to, you're the, you're the chosen one. You're the yeah. Neo. Yeah. Of but all. it's kind of fucked Basically, up the reason she's the chosen one. Exactly. I think that because you're the biggest failure, you have the most potential is what he says. <laughs> so, so fucked up. <laughs> like, you suck of all the different versions of you. You are the shittiest one. Well, so you had the best ability to take in all this well, shit. Well, I think the reason that he's saying that, because I yes, that's a really hard thing to fucking say to people, but... I think that it also um, relates to like, so the way that switching between the universes works is that essentially like in order to learn these skills, you are tapping into an alternate universe version of yourself where you made different choices and took a different life path and therefore have these skills. Yeah. Um, And then you are coming back to that body that you are currently inhabiting in this world um, in the audit we'll call it the audit world and then this alpha verse or I'll call it the audit world yeah. and then you come back and you have the the knowledge from this other universe and because she has made so many choices that are for other people and has minimized herself and has become almost lost she has the potential to gain everything yeah and that's the thing is that when she goes into those other versions of herself yeah she takes on all the i guess abilities abilities and memories so just that quick experience all of a sudden Mm -hmm. she can fucking yeah like you know learn i she learned kung fu she learned kung fu (laughs) she has the matrix strong parallels are hard yeah because like obviously spinning that's a skill she can learn everything in the alphaville uh or alphaverse they even have like a fucking roving van with all their technology on it just like the fucking what was it the prometheus Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matrix, where it was like they were like run, you know, running through the fucking (laughs) whatever. There's so many elements to that. Anyway, so yeah, uh, she gets the info. She still doesn't understand it, but um, there's 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 this there's mention of this major threat. There is someone that is the ultimate evil. The ultimate evil that 
that is there to, I guess, as everybody worships them with the third eye that we forgot yeah. to mention. <laughs> the third eye that has. they staple to their fucking foreheads. Yes. But yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis's character, and everybody has these third eyes, and they go, we are here for this one. And you're yeah. like, who the fuck is the ultimate badass motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you find out. And one of the best, like, intro, I am king shit of fuck bound mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Because her daughter comes in, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess. that Hi, Joy. But she doesn't seem like her daughter, and instantly she just casually walks up, and security guards are like, all right, you need to stop. Holy shit. She shows, I know what I'm doing with these abilities. I've been through all these yep. different uh, way, like realities, so I'm going to just fuck with these guys mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah. so she the alphaverse version of joy wang is called jobu tapaki and she is the ultimate evil yep she confetti kills a cop mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yep she salsa dance kills a cop and she dildo bludgeons another yeah that's where i was like okay we're going there she pulls out the dildos and just starts beating the shit out of them yep and even right before that there was there was the uh paper cut finger yeah. situation and then also uh yeah uh, uh evelyn had to had to declare her love for the uh for like the zombie brute force that was deirdre and then learn kung fu yep and like mm-hmm. fucking went like wirework bananas yep. hong kong <laughs> on her it was amazing so after the uh insane introduction of the daughter villain oh yeah and the everything bagel and, the and then bagel. we have. Um, I put literally everything on it. They have a. They have an interaction where basically uh, Jobu takes Evelyn through a whole shitload of realities in like mm-hmm. a flashing sequence where they're like, there are a bunch of rocks, and then oh, not rocks. The rocks mm-hmm. come later. It's the ten thousand BC. It's the, it's the um, uh, two thousand one situation. Mm-hmm. Except except <laughs> except. Uh, the <laughs> hot dog fingers. The mammal with the hot dog fingers beat the regular mammal. So yep. this, <laughs> the course of precise civilization <laughs> is everyone has hot dog fingers. Yep. Holy fuck. Yep. The hot dog fingers is maybe my favorite thing of the whole movie because <laughs> it's. So I stupid. lost my shit when <laughs> that happened, oh, and that t- and that's that was just a lot. The different realities, you're seeing different things happen. You're like, okay, it wasn't until we got to that point that went, oh, this movie's fucking going there. Yep. Like, they're not just mentioning. They're going to show us the evolution of hot dog finger people. Yep. And, yeah, in the different realities, there's, like, weird psychedelic ones. There's an animated one. There's all Mm -hmm. kinds of weird shit. Yep. But that, but the hot dog universe where she's lovers with Deirdre and they caress each other's faces with hot dog fingers. Oh my god! Oh, it's yeah. yeah. That's and pretty, then there's that's there's even tops. like the weird. Um, there was Bollywood on the TV in yep. the laundromat that turns into hot dog fingers Bollywood in another scene. Yes, like the yes. layers of the references and the <laughs> everything is. So- they make fun of her because she always gets ratatouille mixed up and says that it's a raccoon. Yeah. And what you think is them going, you, you're you so not paying attention to stuff. You think it's a raccoon. It's a rat. And she's trying to explain stuff. And then later on, we get a raccoon controlling somebody by pulling the hair. 
again, there's just stuff in here. You're like, okay, this is just a throwaway. No, it's in the fucking movie. Yep, it's in the Everything fucking movie. Everything is in it. Yep, <laughs> So yep. <laughs> in this exposition, where you're you, the oh. villain is basically speaking to the mom, Evelyn. Mm, Evelyn, yeah. It basically becomes clear that she has created a black hole mm-hmm. using an everything bagel. Yeah, she calls it the everything bagel because she put literally everything on it. Everything mm-hmm. went into this bagel. <laughs> and the best line, which is probably going to be the fucking uh, subtitle for this episode is, and the way she delivers it is, sucked into a bagel <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really slow and weird i was just like what the fuck the, the yeah. actress that plays the daughter did yeah. an amazing job oh my God. because yeah she looks so vulnerable at the beginning and just so she just does. just pushed away from how her mom is and then this other version of her is just almost all-knowing and just like oh she is she's, everything just she's literally existing in all of these universes simultaneously yeah. that's why she's so fucking powerful but just gives two shits about oh, anything no. like where her daughter in this one she is re- queen nihilism is so affected by her mom her grandfather oh, yeah. so yeah. much stuff and this one is like fuck everything i don't give a shit it all goes in the bagel also shout out to the customer shirley curata because holy fuck these oh, looks yeah, no, oh no. The yeah no golf everything, pro everything <laughs> from like the minimal shit that like evelyn wears in like their everyday outfits like the thought that she put into that all the way to like all of these high glam looks for jibu Tapaki. there's a random punk rock a sweater at some point. <laughs> no, like, so that actually, I was reading about that. That's part of the like the genius of the costume because she went to Chinatown to get the things that somebody who is in that like that is actually living in that situation would wear. And one of the things that is common amongst like Asian cultures and Asian source and things like that is to put these like random words on things that sometimes don't make sense, but in this case totally makes sense because Evelyn is punk rock as fuck. Fuck yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And she wears it's it for like the a New Year's party. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a button-up sweater. It is. Punk rock. I was like, okay, I, I, I had to make it, make sure yeah. I was reading that no, correctly. No, no. Oh, yeah, you I did. mean, you're not wrong. The, the fucking art direction, the costume design, yeah. everything about this movie, the editing. Oh, yeah. But we'll get into all that later. I just needed a shout-out to that <clears> since we're talking about Joe Boo strolling it in. It like, seems like we just are going off the rails, but that's this is the how movie. the movie is. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. We're, 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 we're not you, having we're a disjointed you, episode. I would say we're giving you some direction. Yeah. But again, this is a experience that yeah. we're just kind of giving you kind of highlights. Just fucking go see Oh, it, it is important to note that one of the other universes that uh, Evelyn gets to experience is essentially like the, we'll call it the Michelle Yeoh universe where she didn't choose to go with Waymond and instead is this incredibly successful martial artist and actress and is glamorous and is beloved and has everything and he is like but it's all, this successful yep. businessman. But it's all this outer shell because yep. she's so successful but then you see that like her trainer controls her life yeah. and she has no say right. in anything. Now she's again this huge star everybody wants right. to be with be her but she has no control. But like, it's all these temptations of what could be yep. and right. what people think because, about. Because, yeah, apparently... Because everyone thinks, what if? leaving with her husband, like, and getting married mm-hmm. and having a kid, her father did pretty much, it looks like, disowned her for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't happy about that. Yeah. That actually, that pretty much leads into the next scene where 
Alphaverse uh, James Hong shows up in like a professor Professor X chair, right? Holy yep. shit! And then he basically asks her, like after a little exposition, to be like, uh, "Here's a box cutter. You need to kill, kill. your daughter. Yeah, kill yeah. your daughter because right now, uh, Jobu Tupaki is inhabiting your daughter, so it's one less body for yeah. the villain to have. And and of course, like you can't ask a mom to fucking like slash a daughter, you know? Yeah. You, but the very next sequence is him, like, basically calling his guys, yep, his Alphaverse <laughs> dudes, to, like, all right, well, we need to motivate you. And they lock them all in, in a freaking closet and start gassing them. And then she has the, uh, she has, like, a vision or, like, connects with, like, a singer who has good mm-hmm. breath control yeah. to survive that and then go fight. Well, that and she also connects to someone that um, cleans that office in a different reality, mm-hmm. where she knows there is that hidden closet that is a sex dungeon. Yep. So she knows where everything is because yeah. she hits yep. the button, and there's the false bookcase that opens up. And there's so that's what I'm saying. This movie just thinks and covers everything. Where it's like, like, oh, well, this office that's just this regular fucking office mm-hmm. in the IRS building. Oh. I guess the dude has a hidden estimate, you know, like, like everybody's got a thing. Yeah. So she needs to breathe. She channels a singer. She channels a sign spinner on the street Mm -hmm. to wield a, a, to Kung Fu wield a freaking uh, uh, shield and whoop a motherfucker's ass like a bunch of dudes asses and like throw it as a boomerang around a room to Mm -hmm. win. Then she has to fight uh, another sub boss, which was Dog Mom Jenny <laughs> oh Slate God. from before. Who who fucking I forgot about the dog weapon. Who yeah, channeled like Gogo Yobari from Kill Bill. Yeah, and was just like, but with the dog, a dog on a leash, like wielding it like a oh, weapon. It was man. the fun. Like I was rolling off the couch laughing because nobody. You get introduced to all these random people. And then and they there's all have the callbacks where, yeah, and at the beginning of the movie, she came in with her dog. She's bitching about, you know, not having her stuff ready to be picked up. I completely forgot about her till she showed up again, but with dog as weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she had to channel a hibachi chef. Yep, which is to, how we get the raccoonie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To defeat her. And then two other dudes come in and the butt plug shit happens. Because they, because they realize that to unlock their other thing, they have to basically jump ass first onto these trophies. Yeah, yeah. Well, there one is a trophy, and the other one finds an impromptu. No, it's the, no, it's the two trophies. Okay, I thought one was a trophy and one was something else. Well, I think they tried to jam something else yeah. in their ass. And she oh, yeah. stops. There when, was definitely a yeah. bong in the other dude's ass. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is. That was where he came back and was now, like, <laughs> "Let me ask you this," because I, I saw saying. it uh, digitally streaming. You saw it in the theater. Yes. Was it blurred out? No. For the one dude? No. Nope. No. So whatever version I saw. Somebody decided you're not allowed to see You know that. what? I bet you anything that was uh that was some censored foreign thing. <laughs> yeah. So yep. like his 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 dick was just swinging, right? Swinging yep. around. Yep. yep. There yep. is not yeah, one blurred out thing in this movie. Yeah, I definitely saw this at the Bird and uh which is a, a local theater in Richmond, Virginia that's been around for like a hundred years. It's fucking beautiful. Indeed. Um and yeah, there was Dick swinging things up the butt, you know. It was great. <laughs> so yeah, she um, she defeats the uh, the butt stuff guys, and then <laughs> and then uh, oh sorry, she defeats the butt stuff guys, and then uh, 
let's see. Alpha Alphaverse uh, James Hong rolls up on her, and then she channels Pinky Kung Fu. Yes, and mm-hmm. fucking throws him off. And then she's at this point, she's been through a lot, so she pukes for like a minute straight, and then falls over. Yeah, and has a. Uh, Dream sequence with uh, cartoons and pinatas and oh shit, I'd forgotten about that. And yeah, and then we get to I believe the rock version. Is that where we get to? I do. Yes, where all this stuff's going on, and then it's just two rocks. Yeah, and you're like, okay, and then one rock talks to the other one through subtitles. Yep. And there's so many levels. Of me. I was like. All right, we've got rock conversation. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like a great. Two, now we're rocks. Now we're we just had like rocks. a two three minute scene where there's just it's rocks with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, they're not moving. No, and I was still engaged in yeah. the film. Oh, of course. And you're like, what's gonna happen? They're rocks. Oh my god! And, and the weird thing is that something does happen later. And yes, so you think we're pretty much <laughs> it's pretty much there, and then we get to the point where. Both sides, or, or you know, Alpha First James Hong has has got his folks trying to get her motivated. Yeah. Jobu's following followers are going after Gong Gong's followers are getting exactly, and then Waymond, who had got stabbed, he has a very emotional uh, sort of situation where he short round tries to save the day with kindness. Don't don't. Don't diminish him by just calling him short round. Yeah, he's so also data. He's data. I will punch you both. <laughs> exactly. And it would be an episode if we didn't attempt to piss off Murphy at some point. So, so go on. What did data, data do again? So he goes on. He he's the kind one. He's he's the happy oh, one. No. And he tries They're to give me that look. He tries to compel with that. Yeah. And and then we and it all it kind of almost works. Well, that's always been his his thing. Like. He has always tried to bring kindness into situations throughout this whole movie. Like, and it comes up again and again. And it's um, one of those things that, like, she doesn't have time for kindness. And so that's not a route that she takes. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah. So, Why I have would time they? for kindness. Fuck you. So then it starts to ramp up again. Yeah. And we've got all kinds of shit going on. We've got. Is this is where we get to the, the actual party at the laundromat or is no, that yes. well did everything's we skip, cutting in and did out did we skip where alpha verse raymond wayman dies she, he gets killed because alpha verse wayman gets killed by jobu tapaki that's about the, to happen okay that's okay. about to happen so i thought that happened while they're still at the irs building this, this, is so the whole, this is the whole frame <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're not gonna be we're, able to, it, it comes off as ramblings of a crazy person we're just giving you guidance but there's so here there back and forth and like there, there's no way to describe this movie. In this a film sequence. lives up to its name. So, chaos ensues. You've got the Alphaverse folks against them. You've got uh, uh, Jobu Tupaki's crew against them. Everyone's fighting. We have a sequence where Foot Love comes into play. Where You mean, you mean Hot Dog Finger Foot Love? Yes. Yes. Where? Yep. Yeah. The hot dog and condiment finger. <laughs> I think that was almost like the orgasm come or something. I don't even I, know what that was. I <laughs> all hate I ketchup beyond all reason. That was the hardest thing that I think I've ever watched, including like that was the sexiest Hollis. use of mustard I've ever seen. By That's the way, fine. Awful. I'm really glad that you 
liked it and found your niche. But I just sat in a strange limbo of many feelings. I gotta to say the sweetest, the sweetest scene of this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis playing Schubert's Ave Maria with her feet. Yes. And the 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 fucking uh, hot dog ar- fingers like arm brace that was on her wrist is on her ankle now yep. and i'm just like this movie's too much like yeah. i'm literally my brain is starting to de like decompress like i can't right, even. Well, let's just let's get to laundromat party we've got that we we do have robo hong that's right. Where he turns, yeah, like uh, the Professor X chair turns into a row, uh, like a like a like a mech. <laughs> what the right. fuck? Well, because at that point is where we get the split offs. You have mm-hmm. yes, her still at the IRS building, her at the laundromat at the party, her. I'm trying to remember the other the different. They go to the alley after the premiere yeah, and the, the, when she, the universe actress. where she is yeah successful. It's taking place all over. So you get kind of. Yeah. resolution sort of happening in these kind different of, realities yeah. but yeah. Uh, the main thing that is driving all this is is jobu tobaki has has brought has opened up the bagel black hole and is trying mm-hmm. to suck everyone into it including her and mom to end everything mm-hmm. and then we have it, it shifts to the party yeah where pretty much mm-hmm. she just loses her fucking mind she's done mm-hmm. with all that stress just kind of jams in and she just like, like starts throwing shit through the windows yep, she snaps she snaps oh, pretty yeah, much yeah. to the point where you know and i, I think jimmy lee curtis's character's there and yeah she yeah. She, she comes with the uh with the cops because yeah. they missed their appointment yeah in the other world She's getting shot at, and she stops all the bullets and makes mm-hmm. them googly eyes. Like, like <laughs> yep. what the yes. fuck? Yep. But we get to where I think she realizes kind of what her husband's been pushing. You know, stop fighting. Use kindness. Yeah. And that, oh, man. So I guess the scene, the main scene with the bagel where she's going up and she decides instead of fighting these motherfuckers, I think we're we're mixing our timelines around again. Are we? Yeah, I we're think not. so. Are you sure? Because it's all well, it's going back and forth. It, it, it's the whole all thing is that as she's yeah, at the laundromat, then it goes to where I thought she's, that happened in part two. Fuck. Okay. But where she's now learned to help each person, mm-hmm. and that she tries to figure out what will make them happy to resolve the situation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that specifically because yeah. it's the scene with the fucking district manager where she pulls out like to satisfy him. She goes into the closet and basically spanks him, which, by the way, is one of the directors. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, that's uh, Daniel Scheinert is uh, the one that gets spanked. All right, fair. Yeah. <laughs> but she's got now. She's like, okay. Yeah. All right. So as people are coming up to her, she does yeah. different things and kind of fixes them. Like the dude that I guess had the fucked up back and she yeah. like does her acupuncture and is able to fix his back and he just smiles and then just walks away. Yeah. So the guy comes So she's doing quick resolution instead of fighting them, fixing yeah. them to make it up to her daughter to right. get to her. And that's where her daughter's like, uh, you can do whatever you want. You've done yeah, that's, too yeah, much that's damage. That's the hard fix. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, they they go back and forth. You know, she defeats all defeats yeah. all these cures. people. I would say cures. cures. Yeah, yeah. 
But she's also got support. At this point, she has broken out of the uh, the father situation. Like, you know, the father mm-hmm. mech tried to, like, crush her. And <laughs> yeah. she she dealt with her father That's being right. father, like, father mech. you know, mm-hmm. you should have let me go. Like, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So now at this point, it's just her and the daughter mm-hmm. and her family, like, supporting her. The daughter still wants to go. Yeah. Right. Because that's yeah. where we find out that the bagel was never to suck everything in. It was for Jobu. Right. And that she wanted someone like Evelyn to be able to see everything to understand her. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> nihilism. <laughs> well, you know, mad, mad young person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's there's a lot going on. But but that that version of her daughter is much more on the nihilistic side because she has seen everything because that was the whole thing that um alpha versed evelyn pushed um her daughter too far and basically broke her mind um right. where she now exists in always at at once um so you know that's that kind of that exists i also would like to note that I saw this film the first out of the three of us, so I do apologize. I was just very excited to talk about how much I loved it. No, you're, you're fine. All right, so let's end this. <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who wants to end this thing? we got to end the goddamn synopsis. Hmm. <laughs> We're at the end. Well, I mean, pretty much it's lesson learned in all the realities to the point where our first main one, she reconnects. Right. And yeah. is able to connect with her daughter, which kind of started the whole wall rolling in the first place. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me meet your girlfriend. Hey, yeah. let's figure each other out. And yeah, and I, I think it was not just her daughter, but like instead of fighting everything, like she connects with Jamie Lee Curtis's. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I keep forgetting her Deirdre, character's name. Deirdre Bobirdra is Thank her you. character's but name. After the freak out with the oh, window I thought, crashing, I thought the last they, name was a joke. No, no, it literally is Deirdre Bobirdra. <laughs> That's her character's name. Of course it is. Yeah. But she just kind of resolves everything from experiences and the other realities to I need to get a hold of myself. Right. Work it out with the IRS. Work it out with her daughter. And that course corrects everything. Work it out with the husband. Yeah. Yeah, And not only that, but stop, stop trying to perpetuate that cycle of control that was such a problem for her. Because once she stops trying to do that to both her husband and her daughter, where she's like, oh, you not only need me to accept this, but you also need me to let you go. Okay. I need, then that is fine. That is what you want. And I will let you have what you want. And she finally let Wayman help. And when like Wayman is allowed to reveal to Deirdre that he wanted to ask Evelyn for a divorce, Deirdre suddenly finds a humanizing element within this person that she had looked at as surely an IRS objective because she can connect on the point of divorce and it changes the way that that future goes and the way that Deirdre treats Evelyn. Yeah. It is my, it is the (laughs) most satisfying happy ending I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wept so much during this movie. Like I laughed my ass off while I was weeping too. Like my body had no idea how to handle this film. Because you have that midpoint where they go, you're the prime person because you have made so many mistakes in your life. Yeah. You're the most unhappy version so of yourself. You yeah. have yeah. that low point, and then she kind of figures things out. But it's that low point of like, yeah, you, you kind of suck, so that's why you're the most susceptible to it. To 
you're going to have to figure this shit out. And she does at the end. And well, that's what kind of fixes everything. It's being able to see all of these other points. And that while while we can wonder, like, what if that like we go back to Wayman's point and request of choose kindness, be kind and choose hope and request that also like you stay present instead of like like wondering what if for your whole life which is i think in a s essence what her what she had been doing like her whole life is just wondering what if why did i what if why did i instead of actually living her life yeah right so. i've said it a couple times already but again we just a tip of the iceberg yeah. on this movie barely gave scratched you the beach of it but you have to there's yeah. so much there that is just a view and experience that we I, can't cover exactly exactly i mean they're, they're, it's so dense i'm gonna be able to watch this three four five more times and still be finding new things yeah. new details like it was so masterfully done and if i can express one thing about this i am in awe of the ambition of yeah. this movie and the fact that they pulled it off yeah yeah like this is so fucking amazing and there's very few films that that get to a point that you have such a big giant complicated narrative to yeah. tell and you make it happen like it's, so it's a, many it other films really, will fall apart it is a really good comparison yeah. to matrix where just out of the blue this movie comes and you're like okay and it's on this other scale and going into this you know i, I had talked to a few people that seen it prior but you're still just not prepared for what you're going to you're like oh and see some crazy like fight scenes stuff like that no oh i'm gonna see some like this or that no there's so much to absorb in this movie it's a multiple viewing type of, of feature that's fair and i think you know i i actually didn't connect it with the matrix when i watched it but i think that's because when i first watched the matrix i was pro i was probably younger and seeing it with a different different brain wavelength than like you were examining it or um, it was already at that level because i mean i saw matrix yeah. first weekend that it came out so I had no fucking idea what I was going into. I can say this, something that'll hurt you. What's that? That was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. But even Whatever. with a, a few people seeing this movie prior to it, I still went into it and went, I was unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, no, everything I've heard from everyone, which I'm thankful nobody spoiled it for me, but How everyone- Everyone was <laughs> like, go watch this movie. Yeah. You're going to love it. And I I went in expecting a great time, and I was fucking still floored. Hell yeah. So, yeah. God damn it. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this motherfucker up. All right. Can I mention two quick things that um, shouldn't take very, very long? Yeah. Uh, so one of them is that, number one, like I mentioned before, Jamie Lee Curtis is an absolute fucking champion for this film. And a quote from her that she responded to someone on Instagram with was, fuck yes, I wasn't head cheerleader in high school for nothing, and P.S. Our movie has a dynamic dildo fight scene as well as a very erotic hot dog hand mating dance. <laughs> and that really delights me. And I also feel like it's interesting to note that initially when this film was starting to come to fruition before it was written, they initially offered Michelle Yeoh's role to Jackie Chan. And Michelle Yeoh was going to play the wife, the Waymond character. And I think that this version, number one, worked so much better than Absolutely. that potential 
and it had a lot more to say with an aging kind of disaffected Asian woman as the lead and I also love that when Jackie Chan was like wow that you know that film I heard the film was so successful Michelle Rio was basically like you're lost bro yeah <laughs> well they're best friends they are and I but just even I just love that like martial arts to martial artist like bruh you lost but still for her to take on that again yeah. Hollywood does not usually look at older actresses in the starring role right so for Jackie Chan it's true that would have still been kind of Hollywood right. being Hollywood this is a different direction yes. again your two right. main is Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. yeah if well, you're not M- Meryl Streep it ain't happening exactly yeah you know and <laughs> And so it's really Kwan good. coming back is really fucking awesome. And like, I I hope that we get to see so much more for from Kay after this because he's he was really excellent in this film. Like, he acted with so much nuance and feeling. Everyone, and did. everything that he did, they everyone did, but because he didn't get those opportunities in Hollywood for such a long time as an actor at all. It's really nice to see the way that he has progressed as an actor from being, you know, pigeonholed as as a child actor. I'm going to say it has to do with obviously his ability, but mm-hmm. it also has to do with fantastic writing. Yep. I mean, how the fuck do you write a script like this movie? Have you read a script before? They're Where, fucking hard to write, dude. They're they're hard they're hard to write and read. Yep. This with the amount of cuts and shifts between yep. realities I don't even know what drugs these guys <laughs> yeah. had to be on to oh this to movie keep it together. is is to like taking like three oh. hits of acid going just go on in man and years of existential research into what was Holy it called like fuck. modal realism or something like that yeah god damn all right so that was everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm yep. which is a fucking joy to watch. Go see it any way you can. Fuck yes. Yeah, it's going to tackle literally all of the feelings. Uh, Enjoy. All right. We ran long because we had to. I'm sorry. And that's just (laughs) how it is. Because this this movie was... I mean, it's almost impossible to describe, you know, like in any coherent form. So, um, going forward... uh, you know, we are going to be a little bit more regular in releases mm-hmm. uh, with Beautiful Disasters coming up. We've got a, a new mini episode series coming soon. More more to come in the near future on that. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. And uh, I guess very briefly, we can talk about um, uh, the GUI sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just very briefly, we've got Amazon. If you spend your money as you normally would, but you click the link at goipodcast.com, click the Amazon link, spend as normal. You We get a couple little shekels come our way, you know, a few a few bucks here and there. Help us with uh, equipment and booze and shit like that, whatever yep. it is. Yeah, just help run us that coin, right? Help and then we got the some gears. merch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just ordered a, a new piece of merch today as a, it felt appropriate Um uh, I finally got a hold of uh, one of the lovely new beautiful disasters designs in the style of Buckaroo Banzai. Ooh, phenomenal! Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and where can you find those? Oh, uh, on a little site called tpublic.com. There it is. Yep. Yeah. And how do you find that tpublic link? Right on the website. Yep. Very convenient. Gypodcast.com. Damn right. And we have a whole shit ton of other shows on the network. Mm-hmm. Check them all out. Gypodcast.com all that shit you can reach us directly at 
beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Find us on Instagram too, Beautiful Disasters Podcast with underscores in between those two words, three words. Damn skippy. Um, isn't it time for what we would pair this movie with? Yes. Oh, that's right. I'm, I was I was so rushed to get done. Double feature. So, yeah. uh, yes, of course, uh, we always will ask everyone involved, if yep. you were going to double this, show it to friends, what's the other movie you would put next to this on a double bill? I'm really curious what y'all are going to say, because I had trouble picking one. I'm going one of y'all go first. I, I want to see because I am still right. Right. Well, start I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, 100% I will show this with the Congress. Oh, okay. Would you, right. Do you want to give us a brief brief feeling of that of film? Uh, the Congress is a very bizarre, a partially animated, partially in real life sort of movie that goes between dimensions with Robin Wright playing, playing herself, herself yeah. uh, trying to save her... Um, possibly autistic son that goes into the other like you know fantasy sort of i'm not going to do it justice in 30 seconds right but it's another very meta fucking film. watch the goddamn congress That's it fair. is so underrated and it did not get the acclaim this this got just because nobody got to see it yeah. yeah i'm so glad that this got exposure watch the congress perfect double feature who's next hunter you go next oh man yeah so uh, we actually brought this up on a GUI recently, but I always want to throw out kind of just something that you're going into and you just get caught off guard where there being a different kind of direction. I'm going to go with Brick. Oh, okay. Fuck because yeah. you nice. go in, you go, oh, okay, it's going to be this. And no, it's it's just throws you off in kind of the same way. And I watched this, I went, oh, it's going to be kind of following these guidelines. And it goes, no, no. Go in a different direction. I mean, honestly, direction. that was the debut for uh ryan johnson yeah yeah and and i love that movie so much and even though this director duo the dans the daniels mm -hmm. did swiss army man and i enjoyed that didn't quite have the resonance that brick hit hit for me mm -hmm. this is the movie that absolutely will cement the fact now i know their names and i'll watch everything they fucking make after this yep that's legit. Because I leaned on maybe doing Looper, but I thought, no. I looked at Looper and Edge of Tomorrow as well. Yeah. Actually. And I, but I was like, you know what? I want to go with something. I want to stick with one kind of reality changing yeah. and one that's just different expectations from what mm -hmm. I'm going into. No, so kind of pair them together. That is completely fair. I had a really hard time choosing what I was going to double feature this with. Um, I'm going to give you the the brief list and then what I fucking settled on because so I thought of Shazam because unlikely fucking superheroes, which is basically what Michelle Yeoh becomes. Big Trouble in Little China because the James Hong connection where he basically plays another version of Lopan at a certain point. Um, Pig because holy fuck did I was I not expecting that movie and it crushed my heart. Um, and it's also about reconciling who you are with who you used to be. Uh, I saw stuff about Turning Red being a good link, but I have not watched it yet, but I want to double feature it now. What I chose, um, because I'm a bastard and I couldn't stop thinking about it, is the Indonesian horror film Impedigore. Uh, because it is about discovering an unknown link to your past going to figure out who you actually are, trying to right generational wrongs, uncovering secrets, and it is that movie also, I just couldn't stop fucking watching it. Like, I tried to catch like a snippet of it, and I watched the entire film. It is, it is beautiful, 
It is very culturally specific. Uh, It is very well crafted. I was not prepared for the aspects in which it delivered. And so that, like, I just kept thinking about that film. And so, like, I would probably pair it with Impedigore. All right. Yeah. All right. There it is. All right. We went long, but we love you. And it's been a minute. So... Stay tuned for more beautiful disasters to come in the very near future. We've got some new things coming down the pipe. So I'm really stoked to be here for them. And definitely fucking watch this movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yep. And for beautiful disasters, I've been the Groots. Have you honor. And Murphy. Thanks for listening. straight from the mouths of madness i'm lowdown i'm f u hunter do you love horror we fucking do so this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror we're talking movies television composers special effects artists we're gonna fucking cover it so if you love horror embrace the madness in a world with too many reboots and remakes two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Show. GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>